Hello, and welcome to another episode of Market House, the podcast where we talk all things Disney. My name's Caleb. And I'm Caitlin. This week, we talk about After Dark events returning to Disneyland. Indiana Jones goes down for refurbishment. And we talk about overrated or underrated Disneyland dining. Let's dive in. This is episode 61, and I was really looking forward to recording. I've missed it the yeah, past week. We've been gone. We have been gone. So uh, we just got back from a little work trip. I had a little Christmas banquet to attend out in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So I dragged Caitlin with me for this one, and uh, we were there for a couple of days. Yeah, it was a short trip, but it was we had fun. It was short, but yeah, getting out there is a pain. It's a long trip for us over there. And the weird thing was it directed, so my flight, it took us to D.C. first, Washington, D.C., and then we went back (laughs) to Nashville. It didn't make any sense. And then on the way home, we went to Charlotte. Yeah. And then back to Sacramento. It added an hour pretty much to our trip. Yeah. So that wasn't fun. It's all right. We're back. It was a very short trip. Mm -hmm. We caught up on some sleep. I was exhausted. Uh, but we're back to normal, hopefully. Yeah, and we had another exciting thing happen this past week, too. We yeah. were in a uh, podcast competition. Yes, Rope Drop Park Hop hosted this, mm-hmm. and we've uh, done it once before, and we tried it again. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we lost. No, it was we were we were put up against DCL Duo, who we love. We love. Giant fans, and they've been doing it a while, and they are very good at what they do, so mm-hmm. they very much deserve to win, and they did. So yeah. they beat us. Uh, we put up a fight. Yeah, I we did. We- but you know, again, like Caleb said, we love them, which is so ironic when Rope Drop actually announced the competition. We were listening to DZL's yes. podcast, yeah. which I was just cracking up at that. So anyway, again, if you haven't listened to their podcast, definitely go check it out. They're amazing. Very good. We were just listening to them today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're really good. They're awesome. So yeah, uh, before we start with the news, consider leaving a review, please, on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Huge help to the show. And uh, if you're planning a trip to the parks or pretty much anywhere, you can use our link, our undercover tourist link, to book your travel, whether that's a hotel room, uh, Disneyland tickets, uh, ski lift tickets. I was going to say a trip to the snow. <laughs> yeah, which I think we're planning in the next couple of weeks. Yes. But yeah, you can use that link and that just supports us a little bit. Yeah, but please consider leaving a review again. We really appreciate and look forward to reading your kind words. And again, it really helps out the show, get us up there in the search. So again, we thank you so much to everyone who has already done so. Can't wait for more. Thanks so much. All right, let's get in the news. All right, our first news story is that Disney Plus has launched their ad-supported plan. So it's called Disney Basic. And they're following in the footsteps of HBO Max, Netflix, and uh, pretty much all the other streaming services offer some kind of ad-supported tier. So you can save a little bit of money, but unfortunately, you have to watch some ads. So uh, that price of the plan is $7.99 per month. Uh, They also offer like a Disney bundle duo thing with Hulu with ads for $10 a month. And then you've got the Trio package, which is all ad-supported. It's Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN+, Plus for $12.99. Or you can pay up front and pay about $70 for all that with ads. Uh, for the normal version, the one without ads is $10.99 per month, or $110 per year. So I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if we'll end up choosing 
the ad-supported tier. We signed up when Disney Plus was first announced, and we signed up for the three years yeah. package thing. How much we? I don't even know how much we paid. I don't either. It wasn't a lot of money. You got three years of Disney Plus. Was it like seventy bucks or something? I think it was seventy or eighty dollars. Yeah. And you got three years of it. So I think that expired, and now it's included in our like Verizon cell plan. Yeah. I have to figure it out. So I don't know if Verizon's going to push the ad-supported thing on us, or if we stay with the the ad-free. I love ad-free stuff for like HBO and Netflix. I don't know if we watch Disney Plus enough to to justify the price I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. it kind of makes me sad though. And again, I understand why they're doing it, but imagine just like watching a Disney movie and then an ad pops up. It's lame. That's kind of weird. Yeah, they're all doing it because like streaming costs so much money to run. Right. And, you know, Netflix, I think last time I heard was spending $15 billion a year right. in uh, content. And so it's expensive to run. So they have to like, they have to supplement it somehow. So yeah, ads make money but yeah it's lame it's yeah. not fun we have hulu we have the hulu ad one and it's terrible like you yeah. have to watch ads all the time yeah and right before we start something it doesn't add yes doesn't like you can't it. even watch the thing first <laughs> so I, yeah i hate ads but at the end of the day if it if it helps to make it more affordable then so be it i'm curious though with the disney platform like on disney plus specifically if it's going to be all disney associated ads it's not so they released i didn't include it in here but they like included like these are all the cool companies we're going to be oh. working with Okay, so that's it's even just weirder. Regular old ads. Yeah. Ooh. Someone joked saying you're going to see like universal ads on Disney Plus. Oh, that'd be weird. Right? Well. So yeah, anyhooski, if you want uh, to save a little cash, you can do that now with Disney Plus's new ad supported tier. All right. Next up, we have some after dark events returning to Disneyland, which is super exciting. Yeah. yeah. So the first one looks to be Sweethearts Night. And this has seven, seven different dates. Uh, it starts January, I think. Yeah, January 31st and then six dates in February. So mm-hmm. uh, themed around Yeah, which Valentine's this one Day. is, it came out again. I believe it was during COVID. Um, not the best response um, at these events. Again, people had high hopes, but it, we'll get into price in just a couple minutes. But it's quite a hefty price. Um, and they don't include a ton of no. things for you to do. So, so. Let me, yeah, I'll list off kind of some of the things you can expect on Sweethearts Night. So uh, there's a specially themed fireworks show. You can dance at the Royal Ball hosted by Aladdin and Jasmine. I would definitely do that. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Take a moonlit cruise on Mark Twain Riverboat with live jazz ensemble. Uh, relax and unwind to the sounds of music uh, from a Polynesian trio drifting through the night air at the Tropical Hideaway. So live music. Uh, special themed menu items. Photo opportunities with Disney couples and spots inspired by romantic scenes from Disney films. And that's it. <laughs> I was like going to read something else, but that is it. So you have some photo opportunities, some specially themed menu items, and music. Yeah. And again, for all the hefty price of $129. That starts at $129 per person. Mm -hmm. I think it gets up to $179. Yes. I'm assuming, like, again, around the holiday weekends, because there's a couple in January. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Leading up to February, which is Valentine's, it's going to get more expensive. Um, But the next one that they're going to be doing is Princess Night, which is a new event they're doing this year. Um, People, for the response that I was seeing on the internet, they're a little confused on, like, what this is going to be. But it seems. People seem to be more excited than the other ones. Sure. Um, but this is going to be happening on March 7th and March 9th. So yeah, only not, two dates. Yeah, only two dates this time. So I don't I know think, if this is... I feel like this is like a test, like yeah. a trial. I mean, it sounds fun. So again, a couple things. Again, there's a royal welcome at the Disneyland train station Ooh. featuring Minnie Mouse and Princess Daisy Duck. With fanfare, trumpet 
trumpeters. Wow. <laughs> I almost said trumpeteers. <laughs> I think I made up a word. Um, and then there was, again, musical concert with heartwarming, adventurous heroines, including Moana, Merida, and many live vocalists. Okay. Which could be exciting. So live music again. Yep. It's a very, very elaborate way of saying live music. And I love this one. It says, raise the royal roof and dance the night away at a high-energy candy-themed dance party at Tomorrowland Stage um, with Vanellope Von Schweetz. That one actually sounds fun. That one sounds amazing. I'd rather do that. Love, we love Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. So that would be awesome. Awesome. And again, um, Revel and Tiana's Southern Hospitality and Dance Along to Jazz Music in New Orleans Square. Okay. I would be there literally all night. Yeah. That would sound this is so sounding fun. better than Sweetheart's Night. Yes. Uh, they've got specialty menu items, uh, of course. They've got of co- photo backdrops, so yeah. exclusive photo deals. And then, yes, you get theme park admission starting at 6 p.m. and no theme park reservation required. That's, yes. a, that's a perk. So yeah, all these events start at $129 per person, and that's pretty expensive in addition to a vacation you already had planned. So you have to buy your park tickets and then usually add these things on. Uh, You're not just going to fly down or go down there for one night, right? Yeah. And it looks like budget key holders do get early access and pre-sale of these tickets on December 12th, which is on Tuesday. And um, it looks like... I think it's on Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the day this episode comes out uh, that you can buy these tickets. Oh, okay. No earlier than 9 a.m. So they start around 9 a.m. So Monday. So sorry. Yes. Um, and then it looks like the general public starts on the 14th. So again, these normally will go quickly. Um, thinking we'll of, see. Thinking of last year, they sold out so quick and yeah. then no one really had the best experience. So I think Princess Night will sell out immediately. Yes. I think you'll have a week probably to buy yeah. uh, the Sweetheart Night. Especially because there's only two dates. But I, I mean, if we were down there and like live closer, I would want to go to Princess totally. Night. Totally. This, is, this so. is great for locals, but yeah. I think it's kind of a tough sell for people coming in from out of town. All right, next up, we have some amazing news. This is big. Indiana Jones is going down for a massive refurbishment, which it definitely needs. Yes. And it's going down as of January 9th, which is very soon. But it, I'm hoping they're going to redo everything because yeah. everything's broken. We usually don't do news stories for refurbs because they happen all the time and they're yeah. pretty scheduled and not a big deal. But Indiana Jones has needed this for years. And like Caitlin said, a ton of it is broken. The snake... Uh, sometimes Indy doesn't even work, his animatronic. The ball won't rotate. Yeah, the boulder scene. The yeah. skeletons are like stuck in upright <laughs> position. Uh, the projection of the rats, you know, the, the projection room, that works half the time. Sometimes the fire's out on the skeleton and the, you know, the eye thing. So it needs massive repairs. Uh, it's scheduled to reopen sometime in spring of 2023. So mm-hmm. kind of a vague date there. So it looks like it'll be closed three, four, five months. Which is a bummer. We are going to miss it when we go. I don't mind, though, just because I know it needs fixing. It's such a bummer, though. I love that ride. I know you love it, and we'll ride it next time. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to open up before spring break, but that's just me. That's a hope. That's a hope. Yeah. So yeah, if you are experiencing Indiana Jones anytime soon, uh, ride it. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, ride it. See how bad in repair it is or, you know, disrepair, and then you can compare it when you ride it when it's all fixed up. All right, and our last news story has to do with Disney Cruise Line, and they finally released their early 2024 itineraries. So we've been waiting, Caitlin and I, for a couple of months. They're like two or three months late, and they finally released them. I think it's because of the Disney Treasure, which is their newest ship, being added to the fleet in, I think, Mm mid-2024. I think it kind of messed up the schedules, and so they're trying to figure out what it's taking over versus the Wish and blah, blah, blah. So it delayed these dates being announced. But let me kind of go through here. It's all kind of the same. Nothing really surprised us. Uh, Three and four night Bohemian cruises on the Disney Wish departing from Port Canaveral. You've got three, four, uh, sorry, three and four night Bohemian cruises and five night Western Caribbean cruises 
on the Disney Dream uh, going out of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. You've got the Disney Fantasy starting off with three and four night Bohemian Cruises and eventually transitions to seven night Western and Eastern Caribbean itineraries all going from Port Canaveral. Uh, the Disney Magic will be going out of Galveston in New Orleans and uh, taking them on Caribbean cruises in early 24. And then the Disney Wonder, which is what we were just on on our Alaskan sailing, will be over in San Diego taking care of the three to seven night Mexico cruises. So it's all pretty much the same. Yeah. No, no big surprises. Uh, again, we were waiting anxiously because of a little dilemma we have. Yeah, we need your help because we're trying to figure out what we're, I don't what know. we're doing. So yeah. yeah, we were planning on going on a seven night Eastern Caribbean cruise on the fantasy mm -hmm. sometime between January and like April of mm -hmm. 2024. And we've never been on the fantasy. We've never been on the fantasy and we've never been, sorry, I was combining fantasy and Eastern Caribbean, <laughs> the fantasy, uh, the fantasy or Eastern Caribbean itinerary. So it would be all new to us. Right. The whole thing. But after looking at the price and going, okay, and kind of playing with numbers and dates and stuff, we can, or we can do basically alternative trip would okay. be a four night Disney wish cruise to the Bahamas. Right. Which we've done before. We've done a bohemian cruise with Disney cruise line on the dream, but not the wish. So the first option is a seven night, two new brand new things to us, a brand new itinerary and a brand new ship. The second option is a, just a brand new ship. We've done that trip before, but what we would do is tag on like a two or three day trip to Disney World onto that four day cruise. So what do we do? Do we do a fully seven night, just go for the thing, do, do it like big. new cruise ship, new itinerary, or do we do same itinerary with new cruise ship and then tag on Disney World? Yeah. So I basically do a combo trip or do we do all Disney Cruise Line? And it all kind of works out to around the same price. Yeah. So we're in a dilemma. If you guys have had personal experience on either of these like if you've tried the wish and you're like, you must do it or eh, I'd skip it. Or if you're like, we love the fantasy, don't skip out on that one. I don't know. If you think you have an opinion on this, please let us yeah. know. And uh, I think, Caitlin, you'll open up a poll maybe. Yeah, I'll put up a poll. Let's see what the people say. Yeah. And please help us out. And again, <laughs> let me know like DMS because we've been going back and forth because it's we've, hard. we've really wanted to go on the Eastern Caribbean cruise because we've heard nothing but amazing things about it. And again, the fantasy is the same ship category as the dream, which we, we love. love. It's our the favorite. Dream. However, we do love the Bohemian cruise, but we've done the same itinerary multiple times. But we've never been on The Wish, but I, I don't know. And I we get to do Disney World, you know? Right. So we keep kind of playing around with the idea as well of if we do the seven night Eastern Caribbean that we might tag on either a day at Disney World <laughs> or um, Universal, Caitlin which I've been, never been. Caitlin has never been to Universal Orlando. No. So, so we'll probably still do something on either one, but I'm getting hung up on, I haven't seen the most positive response about The Wish, so I'm a little worried to do the same itinerary with a new ship that sure. I'm unsure how I'll feel about. Again, it's a gorgeous ship, but... There's something about the fantasy that keeps drawing me towards it. So I please, I will open up a poll. Um, please vote on there. And if not, if you don't want to do that, just send us a DM and let us know what you're thinking, what you think we should do. Yes. So. Yeah, we're leaning right now. As of right now, we're leaning towards the Seven Night Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Caribbean Cruise. But yes, if you want to sway us the other way, please. Watch, they're all going to vote for the win. I know. They're like, <laughs> go to Disney World too. All right. And so, yeah, if you guys have questions actually about DCL, shoot us a DM over on yes, Instagram too. Yes, love talking about DCL. Yes. <laughs> All righty. You know what that music means. It is time for Disney, Disney Trivia. Brought to you by Market House. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yep. Sound very excited this week. Yeah. 
I'm ready. I'm going to win. I got. I have some hard questions I took you. it last week. I took it last week. So, Caitlin, I don't know. Me. I'm feeling very strong about this one. All right. I have some tricky questions. You're going to stump me? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. All right, Miss Caitlin. Are you ready for these tough questions I have for you? I'm ready. Okay. First one is, which of these Disney villains did not... You know what? Actually, before I ask this question, uh, I will be talking about... I know little ones listen to this. Uh, it's just it's a question about who dies in a movie. So if you want to skip like 15 seconds or 30 seconds. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes it can be a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, all right. It's not like graphic or anything. It's just okay. talking about a weird subject. Okay, okay. So here we go. Which of these villains did not die at the end of their first movie? Okay. Corella Deville, Gaston, Maleficent, or Mother Gothel? Which one to not did not die at the end of their film? Ooh. What was the first one again? Cruella Deville, Gaston, Maleficent, or Mother Gothel? I'm gonna say Mother Gothel. Incorrect. It's Cruella, isn't it? It's Cruella. I knew it. Gosh. <laughs> so Cruella uh, gets in a car crash, but does not. Okay. Expire. Expire. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gaston falls. Yeah. I know Maleficent. And Maleficent. Gaston. Yeah. Battles Prince Philip and is yeah. defeated, and then Gothel disintegrates. Well. Okay, that part I didn't remember. That's why. I don't why. remember that either. But yeah, that is that. Okay, wow. Okay. Close. All right. Second question. Okay. Who at 19 years old is the oldest official Disney princess? And this one may have some controversy. People okay. may message us disagreeing, but let, okay. me, let me give the options. 19 years old, who is the oldest official Disney princess? Mulan, Belle, Pocahontas, or Tiana? Who's the oldest? Who's the oldest out of... She's technically the oldest princess out of the whole bunch. Tiana? Tiana, correct. I knew it. She's 19 years old. Yes, 19. I okay. just said that in the question. <laughs> I was like, wait, I think I already said this. Uh, but the website claims that Elsa would be the oldest, but she's not considered an official Disney princess at 21 years old. What? Right? I don't know. But what about Coronation Day? <laughs> right? No, but she's a queen, right? Yeah. Isn't she a queen? Oh, yeah. It's Queen Elsa, so she's not a princess. Queen Elsa of Arendelle. Yeah. So yeah, she's 21, but she, she would be it. That's so weird that they have ages. I don't... I don't, I don't know, know where don't it like, is, like official, right? Is it in the script or anything? Yeah, I don't think so. Because they don't go, Elsa is 21 today. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Those are good questions. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So you got one right. One out of two. <laughs> Great. All right. All right. Are you ready for yours? I think so. These are kind of tricky, at least to me. Okay. First question. What does Epcot stand for? Experimental prototype of tomorrow. <laughs> you forgot to see. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like going to Epcot. Experimental, I'm sorry, experimental project city of tomorrow or something like that? No. Wait, hold on. Experimental. <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't know. Okay, you, oh, we were super close the first time. It's experimental prototype community of oh, tomorrow. Community of tomorrow. <laughs> I like Epot so better. <laughs> Epot. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that one. So I was like, ooh, that's a good one. I'm that's gonna a hard stump one. Him. It's good. Okay, next question. Which Disney park does not have a Winnie the Pooh themed ride? Oh, which one? Mm -hmm. Okay, I know the, all the American ones do. Mm -hmm. I know Tokyo has one. Um, Paris probably has one. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Hong Kong doesn't have one. Is that your final answer? Yes. Incorrect. Oh. The correct answer is Disneyland Paris. Really? Yeah. So they don't have one. Mm -mm. Darn it. I know. I missed both. You won. I know. Well, no, we tied. 
No, I didn't get the first oh, one right. Oh, that's right. Aww. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. I don't like this game. I don't want to play it anymore. I've been one in a long time. Congrats. Awesome. You get the imaginary trophy. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's version of Disney Trivia. Uh, let me know if you got uh, Experimental Project City of yesterday right. That was hard. Right, welcome to another version of Shop, Shop the, the Mouse, Mouse with, with Margaret House. House. Caitlin, what items do you have for us this week? Last week was really good, so it's going to be hard to top yes, that. Yes, everyone loved the sweatshirt. Yeah. I got some. I need to just get it. Just buy it. Just do it. I think they're so cute. I'm like, I didn't buy it. Okay, so first up, we have a really cute mug. It's an Alice in Wonderland mug with a saucer and a tea infuser, which is a set. So we have a little mug. It has Alice. It has the white rabbit, kind of like a checkered bottom, like they're running. And it comes on a rose plate with a little, like, you know what the um, birthday party that they're having, like the little cool teapots? Yeah, it's like like a multi-tier teapot yeah so there is a tea infuser that's shaped as one of those teapots that you put the tea in and then you it clips onto the side of the cup well it's fancy because it's it's like super cute it's loose tea so you have to get like you know very fancy like a little canister again we're big fans of alice in wonderland over here so if you have one of those in your household or know of someone this is a great gift um it is 27.99 again a little pricey but you are getting a plate a mug and a diffuser so, or it's excuse me, infuser, not diffuser. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like a combo deal. Yeah. Like anyway, it. that's the fun gift. And then again, um, next up, we have another kind of pullover sweatshirt for women. It's a Mickey Mouse genuine mousewear pullover in the color white. And I believe they have it in black as well. I'm glad it's genuine. I know. I think they're trying to make it fancy. And, <laughs> okay. Um, but basically, it's like a cream sweater, and it has like a retro animation of Mickey on it. It looks like hand-drawn. Yes. It's I, very cool. I love. Very cool. And it looks like there's a little bit of, I can't really tell in the picture what the writing is, but there's like little writing on the back corner. Okay. Um, so again, that is in, it's like a creamy white, even though it's white. Um, but that mm-hmm. is fifty nine ninety nine, a little pricey. It's kind of average for like Disney sweatshirts. Everything's kind of pricey now. Um, again, they usually will go on sale. Just give it time. And then last up we have, which these are all over the parks. I am a sucker for baseball hats. Um, they have a Mickey Mouse baseball cap that's actually Nike branded. It's black and it's it that, what's it called? Is it dry fit material? It's like the dry tech stuff. Yeah. yeah. So in the summer when you were like us and sweating. Sweating up a storm. Um, it's really great because it dries quickly. It doesn't just sit. So it's kind of breathable and again has the Nike swoosh in the back. Um, this is going to be $39.99, which is quite expensive for a hat. Again, you're paying for the Nike swoosh. Yeah. I think my brother bought this last time. We yes. Were there. Yeah. And he loves it. He wears it every time. Again, it's a little, it has like a little Mickey on the front. It looks good. It's really good. You can wear this like around town with it not being like, this is super Disney. Yeah, no. And and it goes with everything because it's black. So again, great little gift item or for yourself. I love it. Caitlin, that's very good. Yep. I will link all of these in stories on Monday morning and then save them to the link highlights and our Instagram. And then Caleb will as well put the links down in the show notes. Correct. Yeah. Thanks for the items. No problem. Get shopping. All right, and for our main segment of this week's episode, we're talking overrated or underrated with Disneyland Dining. So, Caitlin came up with this idea. You've come up with both this week and last week's ideas. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, but we're going to go down our list of 
like our top five restaurants that come to our head that are either overrated in our eyes or underrated. Mm-hmm. So you hear a lot about like examples, right? Will these be hot takes, right? Or controversial picks? Yeah. Uh, Blue Bayou, Carthay Circle. Like things that people are like, this is the best restaurant ever on Disneyland property. Is it overrated? You know, or some of these restaurants that we never talk about underrated. So we thought we'd uh, highlight some restaurants and, and see yeah. what we think about them. And again, this is our personal opinion. Um, you might have a differing opinion, which is totally okay. This is just what we think when we yeah think our experiences at the parks yeah what we think about them yeah so I'm, ex- I'm excited yeah you'll you'll get a sense of what this is going to be like with this first example here so we haven't shared our list yet so I'm very curious what you put well, let's see <laughs> okay I might surprise you all right all right my first one is Flo's V8 Cafe Ooh, okay. and I think this restaurant is underrated let me tell you why no one talks about it I mean no one really talks about like it's a must do right. Uh, they have amazing burgers. I would argue they rival like sit down burgers at the parks. I may be way off on this, but they're very good. Delicious. They have a fantastic milkshake. Their Neapolitan milkshake. I waited like 45 minutes for it and it was worth every minute. Uh, they blast the AC in the summer, which is an amazing feature (laughs) when you're sweating at the parks. Uh, the view of radiator springs racers is amazing. Their fries are really good too. The fries are really good. Mm -hmm. And the music they play is just really fun. Yeah. Super retro. And I just love the feel of the entire restaurant. So you really can't go wrong with anything on the menu. It's a fun restaurant to be at. And the view of the park is really good. Yeah. I highly recommend that restaurant. Yeah. It's really good. So I think it's underrated. No one's talking about it enough. All right. For me, I'm going to start with an overrated restaurant. Uh, My first overrated restaurant is Alien Pizza Planet. And before everyone like freaks out and goes, how dare you? Like the pizza is amazing. I want to start off by saying... I do like this restaurant, but I don't feel like it's worth the hype because every time we go there, um, they do, for those who don't know, they offer pizza, salad, breadsticks, pasta, pasta. Every time we go there, we never leave going, that was so good. Either the pizza for gluten-free isn't cooked all the way. It's never like hot. No, or, no. Um, there's always just something up where I'm kind of like, eh, it was okay. Or it kind of just tastes stale. Um, so again, it might be different for the non-gluten-free pizzas, but just walking out of it, I'm never like, oh, that filled me up or, oh, that was amazing. And it's always packed. It's packed inside. It's literally, you can't even go into the building without waiting in a long line. Yeah, there's and always the a line seatings, out. Yeah. yeah, the seating's kind of tricky. It's kind of in the back of Tomorrowland, so it's kind of like weird to get to. And so, yeah, I would say that one's overrated okay. for me. Again, yeah. we do eat at it, but it's just not my favorite Yeah, anymore. the theming's better than what it used to be, but I feel like the food when it was uh, Red Rockets. Yeah was better. I thought so too. And yeah, I love the little aliens outside yeah. on the, yeah, the sign. It's, it's just that's shame so cute. The food has gone downhill. Yeah. I agree with that one. Uh, next one, I've got an overrated restaurant and that is Refreshment Corner. Ooh. And I know a lot of people like the retroness of this. Again, it's like super old. It's been there for a long time. Uh, and like having a hot dog on Main Street is idyllic, but the hot dogs are not good. Yeah, we had those a while back. They were disgusting. Gross. So they were like rubbery and like way too big. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can you have a hot dog too big? But like it was like a lot of meat, too much meat the to ratio. bun ratio. Yeah, yeah. You got to have a good ratio. It was not it. We're sounding very picky right now. But it wasn't we're being good. honest right now. It wasn't good. It wasn't. It was not very hot. It was like lukewarm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, again, I don't want to like the cast members always do a great job. And I know they're like probably under a lot of stress. But every single time I've get, been to this one, they're not very happy. No. Like, they're not very nice. Right. 
So I don't know if maybe they're overworked at that restaurant or maybe... Well, it's always packed. So I'm feeling it's people just aren't really nice to them. That's true. In general. So it's probably just dealing with a bunch of that, which is really unfortunate because we've seen multiple times in that area or that restaurant or what is it? Like quick service, you would say? People just like snap at the cast members. Yeah, they're so disrespectful because I'm like, they have to deal with people all day. Yeah, be nice to people. So again, it's probably a little bit of that. But yeah, if we are talking just specifically the food, it wasn't very good. No, not at all. And also the seating is there's no seating. So you have to either go find some Jolly Holiday uh, tables or curb, curb, Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So overrated refreshment corner. All right. Next up, I have an underrated restaurant and um, that's going to be Wine Country Trattoria. Um, This is something that Caleb and I have loved since the beginning of our park going together. Yeah. I never hear anyone mention this. You're right. And I've heard some actually people talk some smack about this restaurant on Twitter. Which I don't really understand because we have been there countless times. And like, for example, our family who goes to Disney quite often has never, they don't even know what it was. Yeah. Um, Friends don't really know what it is. So it's one of those things where I think it's kind of put off a little bit. Well, you don't notice it when you're walking because I think it's elevated, right? The seating and stuff. So you don't really think of... Going there, maybe, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and it's some not people. very themed and, again, Disney-themed. But sure. we, like, for example, we always the pasta there is absolutely amazing. It's so good. They have amazing gluten-free options. They have amazing non-gluten-free options. They have bread for Caleb. The views at night when you sit for dinner overlook Pixar Pier. It's absolutely beautiful at night. Like, it's just one of those things where it's a must-do for us when yeah. we go. It's very pretty, too. Like, the... Lighting, the music they play. Yes. It's good. Yeah. Um, normally it's booked up. Every time we go up and try and get a reservation, they're like, oh, no, sorry. So I would definitely book in advance if you would like to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. No one where talks about it. You're right. No one does. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's very reasonably priced for what you're getting, especially with the portions. It's not one of those where it's like a cart they circle and you're spending 40 or 50 bucks for a plate of pasta. Sure. Um, and again, I love that they offer more options than just a marinara or an Alfredo. Like I get one, it's like a garlic chili flake sauce with you love that pasta yeah it has like veggies and it's just it's so good and caleb gets a like chicken with like white sauce pasta it is out of this world amazing yeah it's like a garlic uh garlic uh, what do you call it alfredo sauce yes it's really good it's so good and the cast members are always so sweet yeah it's just, we've always had good service so helpful there yeah so go try out wine country people. definitely underrated it's very good yeah yeah good pick i like that one thank you uh, my third option here is an overrated restaurant, and that would be Rancho Del... I don't know if it's Zo- Zocalo or Zocalo. I've heard both. But let's just call it Rancho for now. Okay. That's the Mexican restaurant in Frontierland, and it's so overrated in my eyes, I forget that there's even a Mexican restaurant in Disneyland. <laughs> yes. I start to mix Mexican food when we're at the parks because they actually don't have great options. Uh, either park don't really. Mm-mm. That one over there, I don't even know what it's called. Ooh, in DCA. I think it's like Cucamonga something. It's, yeah, it's not very good either. Yeah. But anyways, Rancho has never been great. Every single time we order it, the food comes out lukewarm. The last time you we went, we waited like 40 minutes for my food because uh, they had to make it special, which I appreciate and I get it that it's going to take a little longer, but I waited a long time. Yeah. And I think it's because they just straight up forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, the park's busy. I get it. Sometimes things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the seating's terrible on warm days. Most of the seating, if not all of it, is outside. And SoCal's hot. And so if there's no indoor seating or very limited indoor seating, 
I don't want to eat there. Yeah. I do have to say, I do like the area of that restaurant, um, especially like with the music like and the like theming. the theming. It's yeah. very nice. Um, I also have this on my list, so I'm just going to piggyback. That's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I also put this as an overrated restaurant, uh, specifically the street tacos, which again, we are huge Mexican food freaks. Like we could eat Mexican food literally every day. Very true. They're very bland. Um, and it, it's not cheap there. I no, it's, it's not. It's like almost 20 bucks for the tacos. Yeah. And there's like three of them. Um, the and beans again, and rice are not very good. Yeah. Nothing about it's good. And again, we like, I'm not going to say the burrito is disgusting or I have never had it. I've yeah. never had the tostada. Like just like the tacos. I think we've had like a taco bowl kind of thing. It's just never been like a restaurant where you leave and go. That was so good. Yeah. It's just a little like subpar. So I agree. Yeah. Okay. So you had this on your list too. Yes. Okay. Uh, so you go next, I guess. So next up, I have another underrated restaurant and that's going to be Napa Rose. Oh, shoot. Yes. Okay. This is also something I don't really hear people talking about quite often. Um, I feel like it's something that gets forgotten about because it's in the Grand Californian. Um, but we have been here, I think once. it's just once. Yeah. And it was the most elegant, like amazing experience that we've had on Disney property. It truly did not feel like we were at Disney anymore. No, you it forget is, you're there gorgeous inside and the chefs are like are they michelin star i think the guy that like is the executive chef i don't know if he actually works at the restaurant but i believe he's one of michelin star like okay. at another restaurant the food there was absolutely amazing um the bread service was really awesome they have for they have normal bread service but for the gluten-free they had like breadsticks and like garlic bread for caleb it was just it's just that little touch was so great and the meat that we got i think we both got a filet so good. Very good. And again, just tons of options. The ambiance is beautiful. They have like piano music in there. Yeah, it's like, definitely it's not just... park food. That's the great thing is yeah. that it does not feel like hotel food, does not feel like park food. It is a like legit restaurant that just happens to be located at a theme park. Right. And this is on my list too. So I was going to piggyback oh, really? as an underrated option. Perfect. So yeah, no one talks about it. And I get it. It's a little bit removed from the parks. I know people, if you're going there only for, you know, once a year, once every couple of years, you don't want to remove yourself from the park for like an hour or two hour dinner experience. I get that. But it is worth it if you guys can sneak away parents uh, from the kids, maybe for a night, if you're with grandparents or family or friends that can watch the kids at the parks. This is a great date night option. Yeah, we went there for our anniversary, I believe. Or even if you're celebrating something, um, it's... Yeah, and you can... I don't want to make it seem like you can't bring your kids. You totally can. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just... I don't know if they would like to be at a restaurant for it's an hour or two. It's kind of boring for kids. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where the only downside is it's quite pricey. It is expensive. Um, but I also wanted to mention one thing really quick. Some people have the common misconception that you have to dress up for that restaurant. The people that go there are normally more dressier like they're not really in park years but when we went like I went we were in jeans in and like stuff. a t-shirt yeah it's totally fine so you don't have to wear a dress or slacks or like any of that to walk in yep so yeah it's a fun place i love it it's very very good i agree all right i'll share my last one with you okay and i'll make a point with napa rose and that is blue bayou i feel like this restaurant is overrated oh and this way this may I might have tomatoes thrown at me if I was at a live venue right now. But let me tell you why. It is pretty expensive. Not pretty, it's very expensive, right? 50-ish bucks, I'd say, right? 40-ish. Ish, yeah. A plate. Mm -hmm. And the food's okay. Like I I've never eaten there and gone, that was so good. And I get your pain. Half that price, I bet, is the ambiance. Half of the food items, though, you can get from different restaurants in New Orleans Square. And the service can be iffy. Last time you went, the service was not very good. And being right next to the ride is cool, but it's not like a life-changing experience. I, I would argue it's not like a drop everything and you need to go experience this the first trip you go on. 
Like yeah. it's okay. I would agree. And I would say that the, for the same price, you can go to Napa Rose and actually get really good food. Yeah. And it's worth it. I, I would have to say I did like the food there. Um, I've oh, I've gotten the same plate multiple times. It's like that chicken with risotto. The risotto is amazing, but the chicken's always like, eh, it's chicken. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm definitely one who thinks that it's worth every penny just to sit in there because I just love the ambiance of that ride. Yeah. Um, and I like how it's dark and you can hear the crickets and just seeing people go by. I, I love that, but I do have to agree. I do not think it's a every trip thing for us personally. I think it's maybe, hey, every couple of years or okay, if you don't go often, definitely it's it's fun. It's a unique experience. It is pricey, um, but there's something about being in that ride and being able to dine with your family or friends and it's kind of fun. But it is. It is expensive. And now that I'm saying it, I'm like, ah. And everyone talks about it. Like it is a, it's a must do. And it I'm is. like, I don't know if it is. Yeah. I don't know if it is. Cause like, again, half of the food op or food, uh, options, right. Menu options are, you can go right next door and get it for like way cheaper. Yeah. Cause everyone gets the Monte Cristo in there. And it's like at, what's it which called? Which it's at Cafe Orleans. For like 10 way or $15 cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. Which little note, if you want that, go get it at Cafe Orleans. Cause it's way cheaper for you. Yeah. And it tastes the same. I promise. Exactly. So, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I agree. Okay. That makes me think about it more. All right. Yeah, it is pricey. It's it's expensive because we've gone, I don't know if we've ever, we were lucky that we've never paid for ourselves. <laughs> no, uh, we've gone with family and friends. Yeah, my dad was nice enough, I think, times. to pay once and then our family friends treated us all to a dinner there, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. But I almost feel bad because I look at how much they paid and I'm like, gosh, dang, that was yeah. a lot of money. Well, then you want to get like the fancy drinks that have like the glow cubes in them. I stuck to water that night. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun to, to be look nice. at. But yes. <laughs> Uh, what's your last one? Okay, last up I have, which I have never been a fan of this restaurant. I think it's completely overrated, is the French Market. Whoa. Yes. Okay. Um, I do have to say I liked it when I was younger. And as I got older, the more I kind of looked around and I'm like, I only like this for the ambiance. Yeah. When you're young, you don't know any better. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, I start off again, like I mentioned, the ambiance is absolutely stunning around that area. New Orleans Square is one of my favorite parts of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. It's right next to Haunted Mansion just has that like really fun feel. They have like music playing. However, French market food gives me cafeteria vibes inside. Oh. Um, I'm not talking about the beignets or like the French or the mint julep bar, but just specifically the restaurant. Yeah. I don't, the food has never been good there to me. Dang. Um, I'm not a big fan of like gumbo and like all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so every time someone's like, we have to go to French market, which we have a couple friends that say that I'm like, mm. it's just, <laughs> we not, don't have yeah, to go it's there. just not for me again. Yeah. I love the ambiance. I would love to sit out there. I would either go to Cafe Orleans okay. if I'm going to sit in one sure. of those two. So that's just my opinion. But wow. yeah, I, I don't know why. Never it, been a big fan. No. Okay. We don't go a lot. So I guess that makes sense. I do have to mention the one pro of that restaurant is during Halloween, they had, I don't think they brought it back this year, but one year they had the bride cake. Remember it was white and it had, it was with the bride from Haunted Mansion. It had like fake blood all oh, over really? it. Oh, really? That cake was supposed to be like amazing. We oh. never got to try it, but they do have fun little treats there for like the holidays sometimes. So definitely keep that in mind. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that was fun. Hopefully yeah. we didn't offend anybody with our, our, yeah. our overrated or underrated. Make <laughs> sure, yeah, send us a DM if you agree, disagree, if you have one yourself. Uh, maybe Caitlin, you can put something up on Instagram and people can vote or, yeah. or throw in their, their, uh, ideas of I'm, overrated versus underrated. Yeah. I'm definitely curious. Cause again, there's so many restaurants. Yeah. It's hard to cover them all. Yeah. Like for example, for those who haven't listened to us for quite some time, we're obsessed with Lamplight Lounge. Some yeah. of you might go, no, I'm I not think, a big fan. uh, some fellow podcasters did not think it was great. Who was yes. it? Yes. Um, Addicted to the Mouse. Yeah, they didn't they weren't big fans of it. Yeah, so they recently just again, they're they are on the East Coast, so their home park is 
obviously Disney World. Disney World yeah. They just came over there here with their boys and they tried it and they weren't the biggest fan. I think they got the lobster nachos. That's crazy. I think they came out not very hot for them. Oh. Um, the, I think, I forgot what they said about the drinks. They love the donuts that they have okay. there. So again, it's just crazy how it's just a differing opinion for everyone. And yeah. again, that's not a bad thing. That's again, that's how yeah. Disney improves. So again, like Caleb mentioned, if you have any restaurants that we missed or some that you're like, hey, I definitely think this is overrated or underrated, let us know. Yes, please so. do. Well, I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Market House Podcast and Twitter at Market House Pod. Make sure to follow us over there for all of our pictures of the parks and all the crazy things we get up to over there. Uh, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, a giant help to the show. And finally, you can use our Undercover Tourist link to book your future trips. Uh, and that can, again, range from hotels to uh, park tickets. So that helps us uh, on the show as well. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.